Are we live? Well, we're recording. I can edit all this. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is explicit, so mm-hmm. feel free to curse. I like to curse. <clears throat> um, what I'm thinking, we'll just um, we'll just bullshit for a while. I can do that. Um, kids, soccer, current events, spice trade. <laughs> yeah, I already uh, found out the well-spent brewery here does not participate in the spice trade business. Well, uh, neither does a city shop. No cash. It's 22. I don't agree with it. <laughs> it's not the America I remember. We're going to pop a little intro. Here we go. This is this is my intro for this Thursday. What's today's date? 1020? Uh, 1020. Yep. This one makes me feel good. Here we go. All right. I like that. Yeah. You know who? Tyler Tyler. Tyler Childers. Childers. Here we are live on KC95. Well, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be on KC. Uh, well, it's the only radio station left. <laughs> well, there's a few. You just don't listen to them. Correct. See, like this guy, though. Yeah. See, right out of the gate. We call that country? Uh, I don't... It, well, it's not on country radio. Mm. But clearly, it's not rock and roll. I don't know. It's not the Sounds blues. like there was real instruments being played. There were definitely real instruments being made or played. And then, uh, let me right out of the gate. Did you catch that first verse? Here, let me, play it again. Yeah, let me just pull this back a little. All right, here we go. Listen closely. Well, my buckle makes impressions on the inside of her thigh. Right? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's a hook. Gene, blue Gene loving. Yeah, I kind of want to see the video. <laughs> That's made for MTV right there. <laughs> the MTV that you and I knew. Yeah, with actual music and actual videos. Yeah. Well, let me let me do this. This is uh let's see here. This is actually episode two. Uh third version, pilot. Again, doesn't count, and eventually we'll quit saying third even though it's episode two and or episode five even though it's really six. Sure show. You yep. call whatever you want. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I thought about that after the fact. And I was, that was dumb. Should have just set, called it number one. <laughs> I like the pilot. The pilot means that you fuck it up. It, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Sounded kind of official. Yeah, it's, it is official. Yeah, because, you know, I think about, like, sitcoms and shows like that that are always like, well, we had a pilot. I don't remember seeing the pilot. You know, I don't seek them out. Well, now you can go back and you can see the pilots on Netflix. It's pretty cool. I like that because and they're s- terrible. They are. They're terrible. Most of them, like the really, really good shows, the few pilots I have seen. Uh, for example, I think it was uh, this is a while back, but it was the Cosby Show. Right? Okay. Yeah. Dirty, dirty I think old, that's been banned now. Yeah, Dirty Old Bill. Yeah. Um, I remember watching the pilot, and even the pilot with that cast was like, oh, that's awkward. I just don't know how this is going. You know, did that cast change? No, I don't remember it, the early Cosby show. What there was the girl that was older, uh, Lisa Bone. Was it Lisa Bonet? Bonet, yeah. See, now she we, was on and off. Yeah, um, we talked about this in the last episode, and so much that all these things that we bring up that we can't really verify. As soon as we get a sponsor, I will have a statistician sitting here, googling away, so that we don't look foolish. I think you should actually have someone that has to sit at the library and do the research prior on the microfiche live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus the internet. I say we go no internet. 
Oh, well, we do dial them in from the library? Yes. <laughs> Would that go hand in hand with your uh, cash only? Correct. <laughs> you know, Shire can't go anywhere where cash app is accepted. That's right. Cash app. Um, so we, here we are, uh, episode two. Uh, Brian Shire, yet another soccer dad. Yes. Extraordinaire. No. Um, you know, you, you run the gamut, man, because you it's not one, it's not two. It's three. It's three. And it's yeah. not all boys. It's two and one. Boy, boy, no. girl. Yeah. Actually, the opposite way. So girl, boy, boy. Yeah. Going. Yeah. So my daughter, Caroline, who just turned 16 on Friday. Oh, sweet. Is Driver's the, permit. Driving a 2014 Hyundai Sonata. Yeah. Did you pay cash for it? Paid cash, four <laughs> grand. I don't know if the IRS <laughs> is listening. They heard I, you know, I, I said I spent 50 bucks, but it's four grand. Yeah. No. It, Untraceable. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so well, she's 16, sophomore at St. Joe. Am I supposed to say all this, JB, on the air here? Yeah, man. It's, oh. you, you're telling your story. People uh, don't know you. So Some yeah, do. 16, but. sophomore at St. Joe, plays soccer for St. Joe, played as a freshman there, which was really cool, played high school soccer. Yeah. Uh, and also plays in the ECNL program for the 2006 girls. Uh, they call it ECNL Green. It's kind of the 1A or second team. That's got Gallagher, and then I've got Jack, who plays with Beckett, and that's how we're connected here. Also, Webster Groves people. Yeah. Right? Over at St. Louis City, played as Scott Gallagher. And then I've got another son, Max, who is, God, what is he, 12? Going on 37. Going on 37, wears a robe, drinks coffee in the morning. <laughs> he's, I love Max. He's a piece of work. You know, Max is one of those kids, he's, you can tell he's... Uh, long down the list in chronological order in your house. Oh, yeah. Because he just stares everybody in the face like, I don't care what you're thinking. Yeah, he's kind of raised himself, you know. He's oh, just yeah. been on his own. So uh, yeah. he play he plays on the Scott Gallagher's Academy U13. Yes, in the MLS League. So, yeah, yeah. those are my three players. 2010s, right? 2010s, yeah. 2010 and Jack's 2008 and Carolyn's at 20, 2006. Even number, so it's kind of Irish twins. Yeah, grade wise, we we uh, the story on that, if you want to know, uh, like I said, we, had, wants we to had two kids, and my wife Julie said we want to have two kids, and we had a boy, we had a girl and a boy, and they're one grade apart, so one's a sophomore, one's a freshman, and that was it. We were done, and we were done, and it was my job to make sure that we were officially done, and I literally procrastinated. So you're saying the uh, the uh, when you went to get snipped and soldered, they didn't take cash? Well, I don't want to use those kind of medical terms, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was insurance-based, so I was a little concerned. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I procrastinated, and then uh, my wife decided that we should have a third kid, and I, I guess we, we did. That was it. So that's why there's a little gap. Otherwise, we probably would have three in a row, real quick. Well, I was, uh, I grew up in three, me, two brothers, and then my wife had three, her two siblings, uh, her middle brother, younger sister, and now we have three. Right. Keller Beckett, Max. I got a Max, too. Yep, yep, yep. Very much like your Max. An old soul, for sure. Totally. Yeah. Um, he told us uh, about a year ago, this post-COVID, trying to get him out, engaging, socializing, you know, and I, he's around his older brothers all the time, and you know how this goes. And it got to the point where we're like, you need to socialize with friends. There are kids right. in the neighborhood. 
that are second grade, third grade, and we tried for weeks, and it was like pulling teeth. And finally, he broke down and was like crying but pissed. And he was like, "I hate second graders." No, I could understand that. Okay, yeah, okay, this is lost cause. Go play Xbox with your, you know, fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old brothers. (laughs) So, well, Max for us is a different story. He 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 floats like a feather in the wind. So when he leaves the house, or if he's there, no one knows where he goes, and then he just comes home. So, is he one of those that whenever the street lights turn on? Yeah, he's one of the ones that you look for when the street lights turn on. Or, Or like the rabid dog that, like, when he gets hungry, he shows up. Yeah, but he doesn't really even have concern to eat. He just, <laughs> he, he, we kind of have to make him eat. He just would keep going. I, I, don't, I don't know how sustainable that is, but, but that's just how he operates. So, you know. No, he's a good kid. You know, the thing about your kids, uh, obviously uh, familiar with your family, clearly familiar with kids. We're around each other, have been around each other really since Jack and Keller, or Jack, well, Jack and, Beckett. and Beckett played when they're little for uh, the, the great Tony Shamatero. Yeah, the TS, the Shamo. Yeah, uh, the mayor. And um, so I've been around the family for quite a while. You know, the, your kids are studs. They really are. Oh, uh, thanks. That's, you know, kudos to you guys. They uh, extremely respectful, clearly uh, academically capable. Uh, but on the field, they, you know, the boys in particular, obviously I haven't seen your daughter play. We right. tend to be in geographical different areas yep. when that's going right. down. That's true. Yeah. But, but our boys are typically in the same complex when they're playing. So, you know, good job, guys. Well, they thank were, you. Uh, I give all the credit to my wife. I, I do, as too. As I should. Yeah. yeah. I as see her in the should. morning as she makes her rounds. Like, uh, yeah. I, I throw my headphones on in the morning, and I go disappear every now and then, and that's my solace time. Yeah. I, I always see her running around, you know, and under her breath, she's like, damn it, boys, damn it, boys. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. just running. So my wife, Julie, <laughs> who will kill me when she knows I'm talking about her on this internet show, is a runner. When I say a yeah. runner... That means that she runs every day, not mm-hmm. not every other day, not a couple months out of the year, every day. Right. Every day yeah. she runs, unless she, maybe about three days a year if she's sick or injured. That usually doesn't stop her either. So that's, that's when you see her around yeah. Webster Groves. I don't know how many miles she does or what she does out there, but she does it. She's in the zone. So uh, I got something special for you, by the way. Mm. No, I really do. I, I was what preparing. I was preparing. Got? So this new toy, right? We went through the sound effects before. Uh, let me see here. You know, you probably heard this in the illustrious pilot with Jared where we had you know, you know, yeah, the applause, right? right? right. I like you that. Know, yeah, yeah, I heard that one. Yeah. Got yeah. all this cheesy stuff, and I still haven't figured out how to turn the applause off quicker, so it'll go off in a second here. But I loaded one up for you. Oh, boy. And I actually loaded one up specifically for people like you. Okay. So I'm going to start playing it. Like me. I wonder. I can't wait to hear what that means. Okay, here and, we go. And you give me your gut reaction. Okay, here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. Walk on oh, my. Right? Look, Let you, the tears roll. You can't see it, people, but he literally started crying. Oh, my. Oh, this is just wonderful. Right? Come on. Now, did you notice the version I picked, though? I don't know who sings this one. This is not the original, I don't believe. I couldn't go with the original. It's kind of cheesy, the original one, but it's wonderful. Yeah. No, I get it. It's horrible, actually. It's very bad. This is all of our friends and favorite Marcus Mumford. 
Oh my! Yeah. Liverpool fan, huh? Well, apparently, yeah. Or he was paid a lot to be a Liverpool. I fan think he was for, probably paid yeah a lot. I don't blame him. A guy like that, and he's he's pretty cool. He's a Chelsea fan, but Chelsea yeah. fan <laughs> singing this. Oh my! He got paid. Hey, we're capitalists. <laughs> oh, I like he, that. He learned from Robin. That's Roman. good. Yeah, you know this cash. That's he got paid in he cash. Got cash. This he got cash. So. God only knows what how much he made. Yeah. So for those of you that are like, that was horrible. What the hell is that? Um, Brian, break it down. What is that song? Uh, that's what does it mean? Never walk alone. That's what uh, any Liverpool fan will will be proudly singing at the beginning of a match. Emotional song. Strange. I believe the story is it's. Uh, a song that was in the maybe in the sixties or forties or I don't know when it started, but it was uh, like out of a screenplay or a, or a, a play or something. I don't know how they ended up with that I, song, but when you hear it sung, uh, especially at Anfield, it is unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. I have no clue where it came from because I'm usually rooting for the other team. Yeah, no but you can't deny it. it's incredible when they I would sing just it. Turn the volume down. No, you I can. Don't. You cry. <laughs> Well, I cry like uh, up at Amsterdam, right? If if the crew is there and this comes on and a bunch of South City nerds start singing it, yeah, it's like I'm going to Seven Eleven. South City so nerds, guys, I'm out. Speaking Can't, of a, hey, speaking of South City, that's a Hoosier, right? I'm I'm a St. Charles Hoosier, drinking a Hoosier lager here at Well Spent Brewery. Yes. See, see, you have been listening. Cause you yeah. like you're throwing out a pop. I forgot it out of the gate. I think they're our sponsor. I don't. I, I, they don't know it yet. They don't know it yet. Yeah, they're still charging us full price. But well, here's the funny. The beer thing. is good. I was talking to Zach earlier today. Zach, our illustrious co-host and guest from episode one and co-host of two. Right. Uh, he shared it, and he got a message from uh, the wife of one of the investors of this brewery of Well Spent Brewing, and they were like. Why in the hell do we keep getting tagged on this dumb soccer podcast? Really, they want us <laughs> to get off our fucking lawn, huh? No, I think that's what they actually were thinking, but that's not what they told him. They Apparently, they were very cordial, and they were like, oh, it's awesome. Thank you for coming in and tagging us. And um, and the constructive criticism was, yeah, it's a little hard to follow. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, good, then we're doing our job, yeah. because we really don't know what we're doing. Right, right. Well, you said, I think you said in the pilot... I have no uh, strategy, yeah, and there is no format. Yeah, no structure, no strategy. Yeah. So, um, well, you're following that. Well, this was a little bit more structured today. It is. I don't know. I, what, I don't know what we're doing. Um, well, we're 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 moving right down the path of. Let's see. You were introduced. Yeah, Check. was introed. Yeah. Uh, I threw on a. Some guys new, coming out here. New check uh, out the podcast. Yeah, we'll get more guests here in a second. Uh, threw on a new intro song, right? A little Tyler Childers this time. Yeah, so, great song. You know, great intro. Got to have music in. And and we talked about our families. Yes, we did. Kids specifically, because if we're going to be soccer dads, we got to kind of lay down the framework. Right. Uh, I t- took the lead time to to load up a sentimental homage to you and it's pretty, fans it was pretty it, right? impressive. I mean, and, and if you can't see, you can't see it, but JB has a has a device here yes. with uh, buttons, knobs, lights, wires. It has <clears throat> lights, color coded. It looks like a um, computer without a screen, but it has a little screen, and it has uh, yeah. dials. Would you call those dials? That is what we what call are, those. What are the black? 
Uh, these sliders. are sliders. Not sliders. These are called faders. Faders. Fade in. You know, here, watch this. I'm going to talk. I'm going to fade out. Where'd I go? Oh, I'm yeah, back. It's right? very, fader, fader. very, yeah, it's it, very professional looking. Oh, yeah. We totally fake it. It's a great facade. Like the other night when we were at Schlafly and we had it all set up and, you know, again, we, we talked about how the place was empty and yet the party that walked in decided they wouldn't sit the table right next to us. It was like, you know, uh, fish going to chum. No, all of this yeah. gear was like chum. Oh, wow. These guys what doing something cool. What are these guys talking about over here? We got to get in on this. Yeah. And then we. Can did, I curse on the air? Yeah, yeah, totally. I just did, I think. Yeah, I think that as a soccer dad, given what we go through, it's pretty much expected. Yeah, I'll try to tone it down. Just wait till the soccer moms get on. Tomorrow night, we've got our first uh, official soccer mom. Who is that? Can't tell you. Have to. Oh you. my gosh! But you, 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 you know her well, uh, and you would probably easily guess it. Okay. Um, and the two of them will be on together, spouse, spouses, which probably you're going to have a, a man and a wife. Yes, the, the a soccer couple. dad Oof. with the soccer mom. Wow, uh, I could have some fireworks. Yeah, and they're and they're part of our our team construct. So you know, I've been thinking about things that we're going to be talking about tomorrow, and it just changes the dynamic. It's easy to talk to another soccer dad because we typically uh, bullshit fluidly. It's not hard to yeah to 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 get in the weeds and not feel like you're in the weeds, right? I think we are all, always in the weeds. Yeah, usually. You know, I don't know. But when you have when you have a soccer mom coming down the pipe, it's like you don't want to be a total dork. So it's like, yeah, I think do you have to prep more for having a a mom on unfo- this thing. Unfortunately, I have been. Like, yeah, taking a yeah. little bit of time, not a lot of time, but basic questions like, uh, what's it like being a lady? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know how, how is that other side of the gene? The much harder part of you know yeah. living, yeah, being a yeah. woman is way much way harder than being a man. You're a soccer mom. So how was birth? You right. Know? Yeah. You go all the way back to the beginning, yeah. and then they look at us like we're stupid, just like they do now. Oh well, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to be chatting with the soccer mom tomorrow. Um, I I had a question for you. Um, and I just totally drew a blank. Well, see, you better be more prepared tomorrow. No, oh, no, here we go. No, no, what it was is um, uh, soccer. Right? Yep. It's clearly the priority in your house from a, from a time standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you guys, because I know that you are a uh, golfer. Good. Yes. A good golfer, right? Played golf today. Played golf. Gateway you, National. Oh, yeah, across the river. East side. Yeah, had a great front nine. Got a little lazy on the back nine. I think I shot 81. 81. Most people would be like, hell no, to the yeah. Not, not the greatest, but not terrible. Well, did you lose money? There was no gambling involved. Well, then it really wasn't golf. I, agreed. It was more, I walked, so it was really a walk. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you I like to walk. You so. walked with the light exercise and a breeze to yeah, your back? Yeah. And I had a couple pops afterwards. And, was it uh, work or friends or both? Uh, a friend of mine. Yeah. Not not a well actually a soccer dad but in a different world. Well, your so your boys though in particular I don't know about your daughter. Does your daughter golf as well? Uh, she started golfing. She's got some gear. She's got a nice bag. Um, had some, you know she's very athletic. Could hit the ball. She's not a golfer, but you know she probably will be one day. But right now it's not in her uh, time parameters to play golf. Yeah. So. Here's the question. 
because with our house, um, our oldest Keller, who loves soccer, plays casually. His outlet is music. That's music. You guys are music guys. Yeah, he he is in particular. And then, obviously, Beckett spends 23 hours a day dealing with soccer. Yeah, soccer. And we attempt to find outlets for him, uh, usually to no avail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unless we're, like, on a vacation or something. Unless it has to do with soccer. Yeah. But I love the relationship that you have with the boys in particular, uh, because even when we're out of town on trips— you kind of make it a point or you try as often as possible to go golfing with them. Correct. So my question is, have you found with golf in particular, does that help them in this process? Yes. Expand. So the golf is not competitive for them. And in our household, we are very competitive people by nature. So I got a couple of things. I'm going to come back to this other point I'm going to make, but to answer your question directly, the outlet for them is great because uh, they're, you know, not evaluated, right? They're, right? It's all self-regulated. When I play with them, I don't give them lessons. I, You know, I've taught them to just not act like an asshole when you're playing golf, right? Which <laughs> I, mean, I will tell you. That's a life lesson. It's a life lesson. There are, there are men that I play with that I'd rather not play with, you know? Yeah. If you're slow and you're terrible... It's okay to be terrible, but we can't be terrible and slow. Keep moving. Got to keep moving. You got to be able to shrug off your emotions. Take both clubs with you. Take both clubs with you. Or three. You hit a bad shot, <laughs> you got to be able to erase that bad shot and hit the next shot. So yeah. some of those things really translate into all sports. But for them, it's been a great outlet to just remove that uh, that kind of the finality of the final score, even though they're competing. They're competing yep. really against themselves. <clears throat> And I will tell you one thing that I've learned that we do that really changes the dynamic. Anyone that plays with their kids, I would suggest this. I actually talked to my friend about this today. Is when we play, we play 18 holes, and we play what we call break 75. So most golf courses are par 72. So I always play from the back tees. Jack will play, who's the older boy. He'll play from, say, like the white or the you know, senior tees, and then Max plays from the furthest up tees. And they're they're good golfers. So what we do is we all play our own ball, and then we write our best score of the three of us down for that hole. Right. So we basically play as a team. It's like a scramble. It's it's like a scramble, but you're playing your own ball. Yeah. Sure. So a scramble, you're going to play... Best ball. Yeah, this this is actually called best ball. So we take the best ball or score... So what I found in that is it eliminates the inner competitiveness between the three of us. So we're not trying to beat each other. Well, that's but but is that due to the fact that Jack has beat you? Yeah, that's actually yeah. accurate. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're like wait wait. Yeah. this is yeah. my, my ego. Is the problem is is I can handle it. Now when I beat them like a drum, uh, sometimes it doesn't go over well. And then when they beat each other, it doesn't go over well. well so when we when I, we play together. It actually turns out to be a wonderful environment to play. I have to assume that little Max is the one that probably snaps the most. Man, it depends on the day. He uh, he has the ability to snap like a rubber band and then reattach himself. Quick. Uh, Jack will be more pissed off for a longer period of time. <laughs> uh, so they have different reactions. Um, but usually if, if I usually try to give everybody the needle as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they handle it well and sometimes they don't. So when we team up and play as a team, it seems to go better. So so then to back 
kind of circling back around to the crux of it, uh, what I was kind of um, um, wanting to dig into a little bit. Do you find that them playing golf in particular, how does it help slash affect them with their mental preparation for soccer or 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 the break from it yeah it's it, the great thing is is that they they both have gotten into it a lot so they spend a lot of time practicing and i have a I, I have a little golf simulator up in my garage behind my house so they they play golf up there all the time and it just gives them a way to to keep themselves sharp mentally very sharp but but detached from the, the game you know soccer um which i think is healthy yeah um and also you know, it's it's athletic. It's an athletic sport. They play it athletically, but you know, you're not using the same, obviously, the same uh, uh, movements as you do in soccer. So it's a good little cross training, more mentally than physically, for sure. But um, yeah, I, I think it really helps them to kind of detach from that, but also stay really mentally sharp. Yeah. And it also, you know, if you're going to be good at golf, you have to have the ability to erase things quickly, right? Which is right. Just gold in any sport. Tiger Woods was the best because. Mental. He he had the mental edge, and that mental edge was his ability to literally erase the shot he just hit and focus on the one he's hitting. You know, I, I talk to Beckett all the time about that aspect of his uh, of his game, of his self, yeah. as it relates to what they're going through. Um, you know, because we, we've, we've all talked about this, you know, on the uh, jury, parking lot, garage, roof. The supporter section. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that this is this this experience for them, and really, at m- most of these clubs, Gallagher included, Fuse, uh, you know, when these kids hit that that MLS next, and even ECNL and above levels, the pressure that they're put under, it's it's extreme. It's the it's all the games have a camera on it. All the games have film. Yep. All the games have scouts. There is nothing that they do at any point on any of the, that level of club that isn't under the microscope. That can legitimately lead to more opportunity, right? Or the opposite direction, right? You know, and they're and they're fourteen, thirteen, twelve, eleven years old, and you know, we never dealt with that. No, we, we never had to deal with that. So, no. so what? What I've been talking about, Tiger Woods. You you were mentioning him. You know, I always you know being a kid of the nineties, Jordan, oh, uh, Jordan and, yep. and, and you know obviously Tiger and. What separated them was, you know, their 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 mental fortitude. Yeah, um, you know what, what's what is that? You've you've seen the the GIF or the mem or whatever with Jordan, where it's like, you know, GIF the peanut butter, the G I F GIF GIF. Okay, I'm know. not. A, That's a not, whole I'm other not episode. Yeah, where it gives the statistic of what is it, twelve thousand or thirteen thousand is the number. Uh, that he is most aware of, and that number is actually the number of missed shots in his career. I love that. You know, you know, it's like yeah. it's that kind of thing. Like, it's just a reminder of to to do the things that they did. You know, Jordan was never the best shooter in the league. He was never the best. You know, uh, statistically, each yep. season there was generally somebody better. Tiger, you know, yeah, he was the longest hitter for a while, but there was always guys that could drive the ball farther. Yeah. Or, Yep. You know, statistically, there's always somebody better at a task, but what those two had was the mental edge. Yeah, yeah. And the ability to recover from mistake. 
Yeah, and that's and that's mental. Um, so so this you're touching on something interesting that we talk a lot about in our house with our kids and and these environments that they're in, which I think are great. I mean, you, you know, they are full of pressure, but they are. I mean, teaching some of these kids some life lessons that you know you normally wouldn't get until you're older. So right. But the things we talk about, we, we, we talk about this in relation to school, to sport, and it translates to the business world as well. But, but really, you've got, you kind of, to dumb it down, you, you've got talent, right? So talent is something you're, you're given or not given or given in, in shades, right? Correct. Uh, then you've got skill, which you can develop, okay? Easier to develop when you're talented. Right. The key ingredient to all those things is, is hard work. So... Yeah. You know, if you're going to be successful in school, if you're dumb, you didn't have talent, right? You can still be successful by just really working really, really hard. Correct. Same in sport. The the ultimate, the Jordans, the Tigers, they're the ones that had the most talent, and they worked the hardest. And that's where, when the separation starts, in my opinion. No, I agree. You know, it, you know, if you look at uh, our world of soccer. Um, you know, as a as a student of the game, loving the historical aspect of it and the teams that were great throughout history, you, you know, I always think of Pele in particular because that is the most generic name to most people. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, who's the Jordan of of soccer? Now, I mean, these days, Messi and Ronaldo typically right. are the ones, and that's a generational thing. But if you look at the full spectrum, everybody goes, you "Gotta go to Pele." You gotta go to Pele, and then he's he's the epitome of club career and statistics they were good they, they i'm not saying i'm not diminishing them at all but they're not at the top of the pile but what is at the top of the pile is his world cup trophy yeah. bag yeah when it really matters when it matters yeah and his ability to do it kind of like what it what in uh, uh reggie jackson right yeah mr october bingo yeah you know there's certain things that special athletes do that raise their level and it always seems to be this mental fortitude when it matters yeah and all of them are so quick at forgetting and moving past the mistakes. Well, and I think a lot of that, JB, ties to the, to the work that they put in. I mean, if you look at a, a contrasting example, you look at Diego Maradona. You know, <laughs> Here's a guy yeah. who was probably blessed with more talent than maybe anyone ever in the sport. I, I would agree. Completely wasted it. Did yeah. not work hard. You know, uh, you know, you have you seen his documentary, it's just... Oh, it's true. It makes it makes you want to cry. The guy wasted what could have been. If you think about him, and this is how you get to be Jordan or Tiger, you get that level of talent blessed on you from God and your genes, right? And then you worked your ass off harder than anyone else around you, and now everybody else around you starts working harder because they're not as good as you, and you work harder than them. Yeah. And then you know you get a guy like Maradona who just said, "Eh, I'm just going to do cocaine and." Yeah. And, uh, and drink all the time. And he, he was the Ozzy, still be great. He was the Ozzy Osbourne of, of, yeah, of soccer. Great, 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 Only great Ozzy, comparison. Ozzy never had to run a mile. <laughs> yeah, you're he right. Or right. ten yards, yeah. right? Sitting in a throne and chomp on bat heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I I am one that um, I love the Jordans, the Tigers. The, you know, like you say the Pele's. Uh, even you know Ronaldo. I mean, he's another guy that you know I think works extremely hard with a lot of talent and that, yeah. that sets you apart I mean, it's what makes you successful well I, I catch I catch Beckett and Keller in particular the two of them Beckett more so than Keller um, 
on Insta and things, what, you know, when they follow their idols today, um, you know, because Beckett is absolutely enamored with uh, Holland for obvious reasons. Right. Um, you know, he's just such a specimen on the field. But, you know, the, the guy's social media pages uh, really indicate and illustrate what he does off the field in in the gym you know and pictures of his diet and his food and all these things and and these kids have such an advantage over what we had because their idols are literally peeling the onion back and showing them these are the things that i do when i'm not on the field and when we were kids you know we never saw highlight reels of jordan in the gym or you know tyson you know working out we didn't see that all we saw was the finished product right so our understanding of the process from a from a social standpoint was less than yeah. what our kids are experiencing. Thank God. Because right I would have hated to have the internet growing up. Oh my god, I would have I would have like I wouldn't have understood it. Well, number one, my mom would have been like, get the get the fuck out of the house regardless. Right. You know, mother of three and she's like, Nope. No. <laughs> you know, I mean we 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 I think we were spoiled with an Atari. We had once. an Atari, and we only had cable. So I have a, one brother who's a year older than I am. His name is Chris. We met in the seventies. <laughs> we only had cable. I think was it eighty six. Mexico World Cup. We begged our parents to get us cable. Just there must have been games on cable. We had the cable box that had the wire. <clears throat> It, you know, uh, the clicker had a wire. It, hooked, it was connected physically. Yeah, because I think that... But we'd only get it in the summer, and then we'd turn it off. I don't remember if that was like TBS or if it... If, because did ESPN... See, this is where I need a status. ESPN had to exist. It had those games in Mexico. Yeah. Or it they, could have been like CBS Sports or something. But they were also... Hours. You got to think about it. They were also like, say, Central or maybe Eastern Time. So yeah, they were on, you know... Prime time. Maybe. Prime time. Or even some of those were on, obviously, during the day. But So we had cable in 1986. And I, I guess we got it again in 1990. That was it. We never Positive. had any cable. It's got it. it's, well, it's kind of like today where you're like, uh, I'm only going to get Paramount Plus for Yellowstone, and then I'm then I'm out. Oh, my God. I've got I've got Paramount Plus. I've got uh, – I'm not a very uh, technologically sophisticated human. I hate the technology. Uh, you I've mean got, like credit cards? I don't, I don't like credit cards. I don't like uh, the internet in general. I don't participate in social media. I just recently started using my wife's Facebook to buy things like tires and uh, marketplace and the Facebook marketplace, which has proved to be kind of a shit show in itself. Oh yeah, it's yeah, I mean it's it's all chaos. But you can buy great grass equipment on there. Look, I mean the the deals to be had are many <laughs> and wide. Um, you know, our our house, like, we're literally a bartering agent. Like, every single day there's, like, some cash or Venmo showing up through the mail slot. Oh, man. And stuff picked up from our porch. Are you selling things? Oh, my God. My wife sells everything. What does she sell the stuff on? Name it. Name one thing in the house, and I guarantee you. Do you just go around, like, say, this toaster, fuck it, I'm going to sell it? Yeah. Dur- so, here's what happened. During COVID, we spent a ton of time trying to expand our family slash TV time so that we weren't just watching shows. We got into documentaries and specials and things. And there was this one show that was on Netflix called uh, Minimalism or something like that. Yeah. And it was a special about how these guys would basically like get rid of stuff and how they simplified their life. And it kind of like, even the boys were like, oh, that was pretty cool. So for a long time, what we did is 
every other day, everybody was supposed to bring one thing to our designated get rid of box. Really? And it could have been a shirt. It could have been a pair of shoes. It could, could have been anything. It could have been a spoon from the kitchen. Didn't matter. And you sell it? Sell it. Two, three, four, five bucks, ten bucks here and there, whatever. And people come and buy it? All day. They just show up at your house and say, here's a dollar fifty. Like, you, you, you and your love affair with cash, like, you should be all over this. I just don't have a lot of stuff. I got to get some more think, stuff. You think you don't have a lot of stuff until you really look at the stuff that you haven't Maybe touched Maybe I should in 30 look days. at that. And do you sell it? Where do you sell it on the marketplace? marketplace. I got to, I can have, Julie will be the sales rep for us. You just get one patch of clean floor and a flat color and set the same stuff in the same spot over and over and over. And just take the picture with your, with your telephone and put it right there. That's it, man. Cash. Cash shows up in cash. Yeah. IRS has no clue. Uh, this is, I like this. Or trade. You know, trade's always good. You don't want to do trade. Why? Why? Because there's expectation with products that might not rise to the level of one or the other parties. Whereas if it's a cash deal, they walk up, they look at the snow yeah, boots. Done. Yeah. Snow Here's boots. my cash, right? I got snow boots. Maybe I'll sell the snow boots. Sell them. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess I could sell some stuff. We don't have a lot of stuff, but maybe I do have stuff we could sell. We, When you talk about minimalists, if you've ever been to my house... Uh, this is a funny story. We built an addition on our house, oh, so let's say 10 years ago. Put a master bedroom in, and for the longest time, the only thing in that master bedroom was our king-size bed you on the floor. In love. Yeah, in love, yeah. No, no furniture, nothing. Mirrors. It remains to be that way, but we have it now on a stand or a, I guess you would call frame. it a It's called frame. a bed frame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of, uh, I've got some, i got a hip issue that, I uh, had hip surgery and I couldn't get down on the floor anymore. So, so there you go. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break because we are leaning into low beer pints here, and um, we're gonna come right back. We'll cover a few topics and I'll update you on who's next and what's coming up. Sounds great. And uh, here we go. A little rollout music. We're back. Beer refilled. Doing it live. Doing it live. Um, Brian just shot me the suggested roll-in song. Here we go. Tell me what you think. Right? Oh, that's the best. It's very uh, Scorsese-esque. You know, here's the trick, though. Because YouTube and... All those big, mean, evil tech companies. If we play too much of the music, I get a little slap on my hand. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently somebody owns this song and doesn't like giving it away for free. How many? How long can you play it? You know, there's. I don't know exactly what the rule is, but I've always heard that as long as you're talking over it and it's used casually, that you can use it. There's no copyright claim. Um, and... The other day, after we did uh, the episode with Eddie, yeah, um, I uh, Eddie, great guy by the way, Eddie's Love awesome. Yeah, he's he's kind of one of those. Emmy and Kike, great kids, right? Yeah, I mean Eddie, Eddie should go into consulting. <laughs> you know, sing, single dad, oh, man. Em- immigrant single dad, just works his ass off. Works his ass off, and both his kids are thriving. And he's got a very simple common denominator: is Respect and discipline. 
across the board. Yeah. Do your job, and we'll have a lot of fun. Don't do your job. Pretty simple. We won't have fun. Yeah. And they seem to like to have fun. They like to do their jobs. So, yeah. so they do their jobs. Uh, it's working, Eddie. Yeah, so uh, kudos to Eddie. Um, anyway, on that episode we were talking, we are kind of running through music and just having some fun, you know. Uh, and I, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how it come up, came up, but we were talking about Bruce Springsteen and songs, and Eddie just kind of was looking at me like, I don't, I don't know. And I, I was like... Not in his wheelhouse. None of it. Like, I named the songs, and he was like, nope, don't know. No. Mexican music? Is that what he's, he listened to? No, 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 he was the one that tossed me Ryan Bingham. <laughs> don't <laughs> like, know who Ryan like Bingham out, is. Outlaw. I got to go listen to that episode. Yeah. Who's Ryan Bingham? He's the dude from... Did you, did you watch Yellowstone? Yeah. Well, okay. I did. Remember the guy that was in the uh, the the ranch house that played guitar? Yes. Got in the fight? That guy's a real singer. He's a re- That's Ryan Bingham. Oh, I figured he was a real singer as much as they yeah. had him singing. Yeah, he was good. I, you know, and I said, you know, at that point, I, I didn't connect the dots. I didn't, you know, I, you know, I'm not a nerd for the music or the show. And then right. when I put the two together, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So anyway, Bruce Springsteen, it was eating me up. So finally, I started playing a few Springsteen songs just to, like, prove that he had heard them before. Yeah. And he still was staring at me, uh, uh, I'm on fire. and He didn't know. It's nothing. And so I started playing, you got to know this one. I was playing Born in the USA. Yeah. Let it go off, and we, you know, let it get to the first verse. We start talking, and everything seems normal. I go home. I upload the episode, and it's blacking out on me. I got a copyright claim on YouTube. It's it's up on Spotify, so you can go and listen to it. On how do Spotify. they? How does YouTube know that you played the somebody's song? They got like a snooper. Oh yeah, listener guy. It's like a super Shazam. They got you know, a guy. They they he just have, listens all day. It's just this electronic robot speaker that listens to everything that is put out there so it can determine the music, identify it. They and put imi- that in your credit card, didn't they? Uh, the little the little snooper, snooper oh, listeners yeah. in your no, credit no, no. card. I, no, no, no. I, well, that was the original. I got my boosted snooper via the COVID shot a little while back. So yes. Oh, I, here I, we go. <laughs> here we go. So, no, anyway. So, I check it out. I'm like, God damn, I didn't, you know, I didn't play a lot of it at all. And go and look. And all the other songs that we played, they were recognized and cleared. Okay. Born in the USA wasn't. And it was banned, and it was like, this is violates our copyright claim. Uh, uh, SMI uh, owns the rights, and this cannot be played in Russia. Oh, in Russia? That's what I said. said Why can't you play like, in Russia? Oh. Well, apparently they don't like us. Oh, yeah, um, I get that, but geez. I'm like, you know what? That's that's it. It reminded me of, uh, uh, in college, I was a, a poli-sci econ student, and in poli-sci we had this his, history segment where we were going over um, foreign policy and this and that. We were studying World War II and one of the things that intrigued me the most was one of the uh, subtle weapons that the Allies would use was radio waves and playing pop music and cool stuff. And and big band and all that and they would go up to Scandinavia or wherever so they could get close to the bad guys and they would just play all this you know during, well, Cold War all the way from World War II. Right, right. I'm like, that's what we should do. You know, forget about oil embargoes or whatever. Let's play Born USA. Let's just play the boss. Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Yeah. And you, at night you could play a slow song so people get some sleep. Yeah. You know? Well well, you could go the other way. You could just start playing a bunch of Metallica at night. At night, yeah. And treat them like, yeah. you know, Geneva Convention there you uh, go. Uh, uh uh captives. 
and torture them, you know. Um, yeah, so I thought it was crazy, though. But um, so you, you and you and I, we clearly we we talked about this. We spend a lot of time around soccer fields talking about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. One of the topics that has come up a few times in our conversations um, that I always get drawn back to is the city county situation. Oh so now, boy! Yeah, so here now, we go. Well, no, no, no. I think we're on the same page here. Oh, oh, yeah. I know, but you know. You know, yeah. Well, for those. Mark Montavani is my guy. I'll just, you know, I'm not a pol- political person by any means, but I've met Mark. Well, you kind of are. By by being a libertarian, by default, you're a political person. Well, I look at it as a, I'm not in the, I'm not in a party, a, a one of the two major parties. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would give you that. Um, but for those of you that are listening that are familiar with the St. Louis area, uh, quick 101, St. Louis is, is not actually a... Uh, grown-up city like most other grown-up cities where you have these urban hub and the county which creates your metropolitan area i.e. Cook County is not only Chicago proper but the surrounding area that creates the whole population that is Nashville same thing Nashville Nashville made the conversion yeah you know in the past 10 years Jeez, how'd that go yeah uh, kind of working huh yeah no uh, cranes in Nashville <laughs> uh no, no, not at all. Only like a third of the world's supply is down there. Oh my! Um, true, that's a true story. I was down there for a oh, it's crazy for a music uh, meeting, uh, a client meeting, and on uh, walking downstairs to the hotel in the morning that we were there, we were going to BMI to talk to some agents, and uh, the newspaper sitting there had the picture of cranes over downtown Nashville, and mm-hmm. reading into it a little bit. At, the, at that time, which was about a year and a half, two years ago, one-third of the global supply of long-arm cranes, the big, big... The big dogs. ...were in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. It's so, uh, crazy. Na- Nashville did it. Indianapolis did it. Okay. They recently converted. Um, all, all the usual suspects, New York, L.A., uh, Philly, all these big urban cities are really city-county. Yeah. You know, and that's how, that's how they're measured. There's only one other city, Baltimore. Bingo, disaster that, that has that uh, unique <laughs> structure like us, right? In which we're fractured, and for for, for obvious reasons, it, it, you know, our statistics suck, be it crime or whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, because again, if we were like other cities and regions. We go from a 300,000 city of St. Louis that is measured on 300,000 people in crime, et cetera, to 1.2 million, Right. at which point we are literally middle of the pack. We're like 48th in, in murder rate. We would be, you know, all the bad stuff, we jump into the 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah, and then you're just, that. that's purely just on statistical shifting of numbers. Which but, is, but which the, is the reality of it is, is that... You can't have a vibrant city without functioning as a region. You can't have a, a, a voting base of, and, and I, I, you know, don't quote me on the numbers because I don't know them specifically. But let's say 150,000 people in the city, right, represent, you know, what what we look at what happened with the soccer stadium. Now it worked out, right? But the idea that a region of say, what are we, million and a half? Uh, 1.2. 1.2. 1.1, 1.2. 1.1, 1.2 million. 
is really being represented by maybe 125,000 people that go vote. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, well, ca- county numbers are higher. I'm saying and- when the when the when the ballot is in the city. Oh yeah. Because the city, because St. Louis is, I think, what 92 municipalities, and the city stands on no the county no, the county the county yeah, and yeah. the city stands on its own right, uh, which is to me just well not city- sustainable. And yeah, it hasn't been. Yeah, city voting turnout is usually on the high side, maybe, and I'm. This is an educated guess, but but it's roughly around 50, 55 percent of registered voters, which would mean of a population of three hundred thousand, you're talking about half of around one hundred seventy-five to two hundred thousand people. Right, right. So the right. number it's pretty paltry whenever you have the economic hub, the entertainment yep. hub, the cultural hub of literally a hundred fifty, two hundred mile radius. This this broken. Um, and it's funny because it, tying in soccer here, tying in, you know, you, you, you mentioned earlier, you're like, well, you know, talk about South County or South City Hoosiers. And I'm from St. Charles and different Hoosier, different kind of Hoosier. I, I'm an East Side Hoosier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, right? City Hoosier. That's right? a whole different Hoosier. Yeah. See, yeah. see you're, you're, you're yeah. falling right into my trap. Yeah. We are conditioned to accept fragmentation at a rate greater than most other urban areas in this country. But I don't have a problem with that. I I think, you know, I think the uniqueness of St. Louis to have all these municipalities is okay. I don't, I I think it actually is, you know, some people may hate it. Some people may love it, but it is who we, we, you know, it is what it is. And I think Montevani, you know, he understands that. At least he talked about it last time he campaigned before that, that's a bridge too far to eliminate all those. So the idea he was discussing was to bring the city into the county as, say, the 93rd municipality. Right. Which, to me, that's a bridge that we can cross, right? And now you can set up a government structure to where you could actually have people working together, you know, almost like boroughs. At some yeah. point you could get, that, get there. But I think it's a wonderful idea. Well, I think, you know, <clears throat> I lived in Chicago for... Uh, about eight years, roughly, post-college, seven, eight years, something like that. Um, you know, and in, and in comparing Chicago to St. Louis, because uh, all the usual suspects want to say, oh, look at Chicago. It's so bad. It's so dangerous. And Look, nobody's going to deny that two, three hundred people getting killed isn't a bad, a, a bad thing that should be addressed. But nobody really wants to talk about the reality of Chicago, and that is it is a top 10 economic hub in the world. It continues to grow. It will right. always have skyscraper cranes. Uh, the The median income there continues to skyrocket. It's a financial hub. It's a culinary hub. All right. Um, you know, its sports teams are suspect. Terrible. Um, but the Cubs. But it will be, it will always be a metropolitan hub that is attractive to not only tourists, but transplants. Right. Um, it has that. What we tend to do here is we don't play well with things that do well. You know, for example, our food scene and things like that. It's just now that we're starting to see non-chain restaurants start to thrive in the county, whereas the city, you can't find chain restaurants in the city. You know, there's very, very you few. You can't find restaurants Period. Oh, in the city. Stop your see. That's JB. No, 
Well, we I'll, I'll put a list up on the page of you know ten. I say that tongue in cheek. Michelin you can find yeah. restaurants. Yeah, plenty of them. Um, but I, but I think that it's funny and and where this is tying into our core topic, you know, as soccer dads growing up in the soccer world and all these clubs and everything, you know, we now have, you know, with City coming into the mix and you have Gallagher and Fuse and Sporting and. Uh, Gateway and all yep. these clubs. Yep. The soccer community is going through this this fragmentation that that always existed, but now there's a clear cut heavyweight in the ring. <laughs> that, yeah, there sure is. That that is kind of affecting those relationships, and I just find like the parallels of it all starts with our city county all being busted up, and then you have all of our high school scenes because St. Louis is the town. That you are measured by what high school did you go to? You know, you go to any other city, literally in the world, and you ask that question, and they think you're an, a doofus. Well, yeah, it is what it is. It's it makes us unique, JB. Yeah, you. Well, I know. I'm looking at him. He hates it. Gooey butter cake makes us unique. Toasted raviolis. Yeah, I See, love I, those. I, but T Rabs don't really like. Are you telling me that nobody in the world accidentally dropped? A ravioli into hot grease. So I, like- I so I travel a lot, and I will tell you, generally speaking, most people do not know about toasted raviolis. Yeah, it's kind. It's kind of like all of those ingredients sit on the same, you know, cooktop. Yeah, but we figured it out. I know, but it hasn't taken good. it hasn't taken on anywhere else though, except for except for expat bars in other cities that yeah. are ran by St. Louis, which will soon be St. Louis City. Soccer bars. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see that one day. We get some supporters going. The league starts. Yeah. You know, and I think in March. We start playing in March. Yeah, the schedule uh, is, what is it supposed to come out? For, beginning of November it's for be the soon. March yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming quick. I mean, obviously, we've all been down there. It's it's a, an absolutely phenomenal uh, footprint layout. It's kind of surreal. You know, you walk into that, that first level and you look around and... It feels Euro. It feels pro. It It's really impressive. And what's really impressive is, to get back to kind of our discussion before, it gives us a chance in the city to have a reason to come to the city, right? Yeah. So the way they built it, it's, it's on market. Of course, most people know this. But it blends into the environment. It, it's not like the dome where the dome... It's just a monstrosity, right? It, it looks just intimidating to, to figure out how to get into it. This right. is uh, this looks like a neighborhood park, a really really nice neighborhood park, because um, the way it's built down, and it's just a fascinating thing. And, and you can kind of see the, you know, the promise of the connection between that and really um, going east down to uh, what are they? What are they, I always call it the Savas. What do they call it now? The Scotrade. The blue, where the blues play. Yeah, yeah. So Enterprise, Interpr- Enterprise, Enterprise. I don't know. Hey, statistician, look this up. Oh, hey, we don't have one. So he's at the library. I, yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of promise there. I, I you know, kind of close out anything political. I, I think you still need to have this all function as a region. Yeah. Or the next big thing we want to do, we can't do. You know. So you, in order to have a big city. You got to do big things, and we need we need to figure out a way to do big things. And I think people here would support it, but you have to have a city hub. The idea too that oh we should build these things out in Fenton, 
I get it, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, look, this this is the most central place for everybody to come. Correct. So you know, and, and one of the main reasons is is not even a Missouri thing; it's the Illinois thing, because as you draw that circle right. from you know the, the the base of the arch and you make a circle, there's a legitimate population that's east, east, uh, yeah, that are hardcore Cardinal fans. They're going to drink Bud Light and eat toasted ravioli and hate the Cubs. Yeah, you know, that's right. A lot of them. Yeah, and they're just they're they're no different. They're you know fifteen minutes to the city from Illinois is you know that gets you into a lot of those suburban areas. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, you know that's the other reason why like uh, Top Golf, we were one of the few regions that are actually going to get two of them. Yeah, that's right. They put one up a slew. Is that right? Yeah, it's probably um, you know half a mile from here. And it'll give uh, us something to do during training. Yeah. Well, for sure. You know, we'll take this thing up there. Let's see if they'll sponsor us, too. Oh, man, we're going to get sponsors everywhere. Maybe they'll give us just a, let us hit for 15 minutes in a bay. Oh, that's it. Well, I like their boneless wings, too. I'll trade them for baskets of that. I don't know if I've ever eaten that. That's not bad. They have food there? Yeah, yeah, the Valley does. Now, the city might not. Oh, come on. They'll have food. Slight, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yes, they will. They will have food. What are you, come on, what are you bashing the city for, JB? Not, Jesus I love Christ. I spend probably 95% of my disposable income, cash, fund money, you don't in the city cash. of St. Louis. You don't spend cash. I don't carry cash. I've never seen you carry cash in your life. I don't carry cash. I used to. But whenever my... Cashless. When when clients in the studio started like walking in uh, from hip-hop to rock to whatever, and we're talking about industry kids, right? Most of them are bartenders or whatever that are also musicians about three four years ago no more cash they were all paying me in cash app and venmo and i'm like this is yep that was a precursor to the end of the world it was brilliant see you're gonna fall in love with cashless world because no you will become a dinosaur and that's how i like it crypto i want to go back to the gold standard i'll tell you a funny story of the first time i was experienced a cashless environment right when the blues started playing again 20, I don't know, it could have been 2020, where you could go to the to the, to the the game. I go with my wife and another couple, and I walk up and buy four beers. And it's, you know, I know it's going to be 100 bucks. I got, <laughs> yeah. I got $100. Bucks. I got a $100 bill in my hand. The guy looks at me like I'm crazy, and he goes, we don't take cash here. And I looked at him, and I said, is this America? And he said, <laughs> not the America that you remember. Yeah, that's left you. Yeah, that's that's long gone. Well, did did you go down to the store? I went to the store and I, well, I guess this will come out later. I bought my wife some for her birthday, which is tomorrow. Yes, but so you'll give her the gift in the morning, right? Correct. Okay, so yeah, this will this will. But when I got my wallet out and pulled out a one hundred dollar bill to extend to pay for it, I was met with what? We don't take cash. It's no, I don't even like this. I'd I'd rather her say that she says we're cashless. It's the same thing. I know, but it, it just really rubs you, though, doesn't it? It just bothers me. I don't know why it shouldn't. <laughs> it just does. Well, it is that time, Brian. We've got uh, children around the corner that are going to be wrapping up shortly, and we need to wrap up these beers. Um, <clears throat> thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope I didn't say anything too stupid or talk too much. No, 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 no. This is, uh, see, the beauty of this stuff is it, it, people forget about it so quick. Good. I mean, people are forgetting about this show rapidly anyway, so... Don't you have to know about it to forget about it? Yeah, exactly. See, that's that's the point. Like, yeah. It's not even on the radar. Right, right. Um, we need to put some more uh, uh, 
you know, these these bootleg songs on here so we get some more attention from the government. We should. Um, if you do that, you know, you fight the man. At the end of the day, they'll shut you down. You lose. You lose. So now, our way around it is we can, like, maybe I'll hire Keller or another musician and just we'll do acoustic covers. Now we get moment. our own music. Yeah, those are our recordings. Yeah, and then those kids will probably make us Pam. Um, no, they they just want to live under the roof and go to college. Payment enough. Yeah, Keller. We, we pay them enough. So, um, well spent. Thank you again for not kicking us out. I don't. I don't know if I would call it hosting at this point because we just kind of like, yeah. hi, we're gonna do this. Thanks for not kicking us out. I think is appropriate. You know, thanks for letting us just set up shop on your yeah. patio and you, you know, yeah. Do and our we, thing. Yeah. We came out on the patio and there's literally nobody here outside. Plenty of people inside and they're like, please stay away from the customers. Yeah. Just just go out there, just, you know, hide behind the wall. <laughs> so, well spent. Thank you. Brian Shire, thank you. You KB, are thank the, you. Uh, the, you're the uh, uh, commuter co-host of the day. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. We just keep kind of rotating through these. It, it's all good. Um, what we're going to do is roll up a little uh, no, more stones. Yeah, we'll stick with the stones. We're going to talk a little bit to make sure that they don't bong me here. Uh, give us a follow. We're on all those fancy platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcast to Amazon. Uh, YouTube's the best. Uh, just from a capitalist standpoint, they pay us the most. So if you happen to watch, you don't even have to watch the podcast. You can turn it on. You don't watch the screen, but listen to it just like it's a normal podcast. And um, instead of point zero 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 four one cents per spin, we'll get point zero 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 seven five cents per spin, uh, which will go a long way towards paying absolutely nothing yeah, <laughs> that, that costs your, me. Pay your fines. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's an it's an ego thing. So thank you again, Brian. Thank you. Um, give us a follow, and if you have any suggestions, good, bad, and different, um, you can you can comment on any of the streams, and we'll try to find it. So, see you later. Bye.